<laughs> Carl, you was you was drying your drawers on the door like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll be hand washing this. You'll be hand washing this silk boxes. Nah, y'all do. All right, fellas. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Off the Record Podcast. This might be my first. I think this is my first time hosting the regular show or starting it off anyway. So, what's up with y'all, man? How y'all feeling today? Feeling good, Going feeling right. great. How are you? Um, I haven't seen these guys since Saturday. Saturday was a celebration of our one year anniversary, and we were all pretty lit. So everybody looks healthy right now. But as we get older, it really takes a couple more days to recover nowadays after, yeah. after a night full of fun and drinking. So shout out to the fellas. Shout out to the one year anniversary. But man, we wanted to get back. We promised y'all on the last OTR Sports that we would jump back into the political talk. It's not hard to escape it. It's a lot going on in the news. Um, but part of the thing that stuck out to us and the fellas, and particularly Quan, uh, there was a tweet that surfaced today by Barrington Martin. It, it it's it's a, it's very interesting um, to say the least. We all kind of took it. Some people are taking it in, in, in different different lights. I personally took it in reference to what's going on in the voting climate between black men and black women. Uh, he said, and I quote. I think about how the media is describing black women, making them the end all be all of black progression. Imagine what that does to little black boys and how they view themselves in the world. There's something deeply nefarious going on with this with this narrative. And that's from Barrington Martin, the second. I'm going to start with you, man. Like, what about that tweet uh, jumped out to you? You you said in your tweet and in your retweet that you felt like it needed to be retweeted. So why would you feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I felt that way because it was an interesting tweet. Uh, you know, going through the words and actually seeing what was said and his feelings toward the narrative of that new particular topic. I, I guess I, you know, we want to say the the election when it comes to who voted more. That you know, it's it's just it's crazy how it it has to come down to who did what more. The narrative of being the people that actually came out and voted. Now it, it feels as if the whole narrative kind of divides instead of instead of bringing us together, you know, mm-hmm. for one particular common cause. And so that was one reason why, I, you know, I, I felt as if it needed to be retweeted. And then I asked also when it came to the narrative of how our little black boys seeing it in the sense of what needs to be done, essentially, you know, when it comes to, I guess, particularly voting or particularly doing whatever it is that they want to do with life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- those two things kind of, brought out or brought out something in me to watch like wow that I mean that was an interesting topic or interesting tweet and I just kind of felt as if that it, it just needed to be retweeted. You know, <laughs> not nothing nothing against a lot of the black women that went out and voted. I think that was great. I think that was awesome. You know, I, I think it was it was done. It was what needed to be done. You know, just as much as the black men that went out and voted. So I you know I, to me I just felt as if I just didn't understand why essentially it needed to be shown as, you know, Black women versus black men, and, and who did what more? When black men and black women came out for one common cause to go vote, and you see the numbers were astronomical when it came to voting for black men and black women. And at the mm-hmm. ultimate, ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what was about. So, yeah. like I said, I mean, I just thought it was just it was interesting, interesting topic, interesting tweet. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think the, I think the, the. 600 pound elephant in the room behind this tweet is there's numbers showing that between 18 and 20 percent of black men voted for trump 
So the narrative comes from that and behind that. And there's also a narrative set that black women saved this election for us because there's also numbers showing that 90, 91% of black women voted for, for Biden in this election. So with that being said, Brandon, <laughs> some, some may have taken this tweet as a knock against women and calling, as he said, it's not a knock. But with those numbers that I just said, do you still feel, do, do you feel like that narrative comes behind that? And is this tweet warranted from that? I mean, if that's, I don't know, if that's what the media is portraying, this is this is why <laughs> I voted and I stayed the hell away from media as much as I could. I mean, but even if, even if it is the case, like, if it's black women that came out and did their part and, and voted and, <laughs> and it helped us get uh, uh, the result, you know, that we wanted, then, you know, so, hey, be it. I don't, I don't really have that much of a problem with it, to be honest with you. Like, I, I, I have a son and I'm not worried in the least that, hey, black women are, are being put, quote unquote, in the forefront. They doing their thing. I mean, brothers out here doing their thing too. Now, twenty percent of of black men voting for Trump. I don't know what that's about because <laughs> I I wouldn't. I I can't even begin to understand that. Uh, outside of you know, you get a better tax return. I mean, outside of that, I don't I don't know why twenty percent of black men voted for him. allegedly. So allegedly. So I mean, but you know, hey, vote for who you want to vote for. But no, I I don't think it's I don't think it's uh it, it's not a big deal to me. I'm not worried about it. So Alex, before you jump in and, and share your piece on this tweet, there are twin tr- trends, excuse me, that show that over the last couple of elections that black men voting Republican, it, it's trending up. So the, I found a couple of numbers. It says that 2008 for McCain, black five percent of black men voted for McCain. In 2012, 11% uh, voted for Romney. In 2016, 13% of black men voted for Trump. And in 2020, 18 to 20% voted for Trump. So it's trending up. With that said, Alex, what do you feel about this tweet coming from this brother? Well, you know, you and I were talking about the numbers the other day, and I said specific to the numbers, I was going to wait until everything was done with the election because the numbers that people are referencing are exit polls. And if, if our listeners don't know what an exit poll is, essentially you go and vote. And then there are various companies that actually ask voters, who did you vote for? And then that voter says who they voted for. They're not actually looking at the votes and saying, well, this vote went went for Democrat, Republican, so on and so forth. And so they're using exit polls. And if you recall going into the 2016 election with uh, Hillary Clinton, they use entrance polls and everyone thought that Hillary was going to wipe Trump out and those entrance polls were wrong. Mm-hmm. And so you can't use the polling numbers that that 20 percent of black men. I've said this before. You're black. You voted for Trump. You're a dumbass. I ain't got numb for you. I ain't got numb for you. And whatever whatever supposed tax return or tax benefit you're thinking you're getting. I know I didn't get it and I do. OK, so. I don't want to hear that nonsense beyond that part of it until we have the raw numbers. Everyone's just quoting polls and those polls aren't accurate. Black women did their damn thing though, when it comes to ensuring we didn't get Trump for another four years, that specific uh, tweet that that dude put out there 
I have no problem with right now black women getting all the support and attention that they need because people like Stacey Abrams made sure that we didn't get Trump for another four years. You know, what does that do for young black boys? Honestly, man, this might sound cold, but it don't do nothing. It does not matter. Like, you know, I don't have a son and I don't you guys do. I don't know what you're telling your sons. But the truth is, man, like those women who came out and fought. Cool. There are black men that came out and fought. You know, obviously, President Obama was out there making sure that Joe Biden got elected. Right. Like, so I don't that specific part of it. I don't know if there's any seven year old little black boy saying, how come black women are getting all this attention for the election and black men aren't? I don't think that any little black boys are saying that. So that tweet specifically is is something more internalized from that that older black gentleman who put that out there. Everything else, man, there is a there seems to be a black women versus black man thing going on. That's always been going on, but it's being played out more uh, notably on the public stage now. Like I said, I want to get to that part of it once we have the raw numbers from the election. But there are plenty of examples of black men doing good that I think that little black boys can pull from. But beyond that, that just sounds like something somebody put out there to spark a dumbass argument on social media. Fair enough. Maybe I'm just maybe I maybe I'm just tired. I don't know. <laughs> but that, that, but that I mean, <laughs> like I mean. Look, man, there is there's a certain amount of how progressive do even black men want to be because of patriarchy and all in and, and that specifically. There's some reason to believe that there are black men pushing against progressiveness. But is it as bad as some people think? I don't know. I just need to see the raw numbers and we don't have them yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I, I do think to piggyback off of what Quan said, it's unfortunate that Every situation where it comes down to something like this, whether it's an election or black men and women in the workforce, anything like that, it tends to become a competition between us. And I don't quite understand that. We talked about this before on other on other episodes on how this friction, you know, and this built in friction between black men and black women, where it seems like you know, the the media kind of puts out a divide and conquer type thing. And I think tweets like this and the the things that's going on in the media, the the narrative that's being pushed, if we aren't careful as a people, it it does nothing but divide us. This tweet, like you said, Alex, should be nothing but us patting black women on the back. Yo, y'all came out, y'all did y'all thing. But the fact of the matter is there is some truth behind the tweet. Right. There is some truth behind the tweet. And part of the reason, part of the things that and the reason that keeps that type of stuff coming or going on is there was a tweet by Pam Keith, who is a U.S. House candidate and representative. And a black woman, she tweeted, and I quote, 91 percent of black women voted for Biden because we love everyone. 20% of black women voted for Trump because they hate black women. Thank you to the 80% of brothers who stand with us or who stand with and for us. And I think it's tweets like that from powerful black men, women like herself that only adds to that divide. You, you're not going to get 100% of anything. 
especially in in, in these type of elections. It, it seems like it should be that easy because <laughs> nobody understands why any of us will vote for Trump. But the fact of the matter is there are people out there that believe in what he says. But tweets like that, I feel like, add to the separation between the two. And if we aren't careful, yo, it's just going to keep getting wider because it's going, it's getting ready to be a huge black woman movement. Like you said, Alex, you named people like Stacey Abrams. There's about to be a movement where we're about to see these black women in, in front and center. So it's, it's time to get here, bro. Yeah, it's time to it's time to get behind them. But I'm saying, like, even in these, yeah, it's here. But yeah, I'm saying, you see, like, me, you see me smiling, right? It just just when you even said that, yo, it just you know what I mean. Something inside me just it just it just made me smile, you know. And and I, I mean, me personally, I honestly feel that's how it should be, and rightfully so. We gotta push Ladies each other. We gotta push each other, but we we you know, clearly, just off of this tweet alone. And in the comments, there's some brothers that feel this way. So well, that's part of, part, go, go ahead, Alex. Part of it simply is like you have to sometimes take a step back, man, and let somebody else get, get the credit that they deserve. And Stacey Abrams and, and other other women, other black women, you know, they flipped Georgia. You know, they didn't flip Maryland or like New they York. Flipped Georgia, they flipped <laughs> Georgia, right? Like Right now, they deserve all the shine and the credit they are getting, especially considering Stacey Abrams should be the governor of Georgia and she was robbed, right? Like, she deserves all the credit in the world. And so, I mean, look, we don't have the real numbers. If indeed 20% of black men voted for Trump, you can't have 20% of black men voting against the greater good of our community. Like, that is absolutely ridiculous. Right. Like that, that's a slap in the face to like everybody. But until we get the final numbers, all of this is like just an exercise in fertility. Like, what are we doing? I mean, and you add to that 20 percent, whatever percentage of, of black men that, that did not vote, which was basically right? for Trump. So yep. <laughs> that, that percentage is even higher. I mean, people like I said, people can vote for who they want. They have the right to do that. But like like you said, that. There was nothing. There was nothing about forty-five that said that he gave a shit about anybody. Money, money is everything to some people, apparently. So. Hey, bro, we we we're going through a surge again in COVID, and Mike Pence is going on vacation. Did y'all see that? <laughs> and he's the one in charge of COVID response. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, man. Yo, black women. That yeah, they need to take over, dog. Like, I mean, honestly, because you got a you got a fool like that. Someone that someone that is over COVID response or or whatever you know the situation is, and he goes on vacation. But yeah, I, back to what you were saying, though, man. Like, yo, to flip Georgia was amazing. To flip yeah. Georgia was amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because if you watched it one night, it was like, yo, it was like, wow, he's about to take over Georgia. Like, it's yep. it's. Wasn't Trump up like four hundred fifty thousand, five hundred thousand votes in the first night? <laughs> yo, yeah, and now Biden's up fifty thousand. She, yo, that was because of her. And she went on to say the rest of the South isn't Republican; it's unorganized. Mm-hmm. She's gonna try and do this in in Alabama and in Florida and in Tennessee. Mm. Yo, you gotta give people. She deserves the credit, man. Like yeah. it's not to me. It's not time for a black man to be like, yo. Well, what what about us? What's it doing to our little boys? Yo, if that was if she was my mother, I'd be so proud. 
I'm proud that she's not my mom. Or if she was my wife, like, come on, man. Give these women credit. So let me let me ask y'all this. Do you feel like there is a narrative pushed by the media that ultimately tries to divide black women and black men? Oh, absolutely. It's always absolutely. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so, so does that narrative or does that media shadiness take heed in this situation, like within elections? Is of course. This a, when we yeah, start hearing excellent. these numbers, when we, start, when we start hearing these numbers like that, do you think there there is a, do you think we're hearing about this twenty percent because they want they they putting that twenty percent number or they putting that number out there because they know that it's going to cause some type of friction within black folks in itself. Well, see, well, 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 Trump, Trump also believes that the numbers aren't correct either. Like, I guess nobody trusts like the, the voting results. I mean, if it is, it is. You, you know, you know what they're doing. They're going to use the numbers because they know some people about numbers. And when it comes to crunching and when it comes to actually consolidating particular numbers, you know, some people are, are really that they have OC, OCD when it comes to it. Some okay, people okay, don't. So- you know, we 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 trust we trust the numbers. We trust the numbers to say that that Biden won, and then they're giving us more numbers. Now we don't like those numbers. <laughs> well, what's the difference between what Trump is doing? Trump is criticizing the numbers at the president level at, for the presidential vote. Yet those same numbers that reelected Republicans to the Senate, he's okay with, which makes no no sense at all, right? right. Like the so there's two there's two things happening here. One. The, the the numbers that people are quoting in regards to let the Latino vote, the black vote, the white vote, those are exit polls like that. Like they are just polling numbers. The official numbers that we're getting from the states in terms of like raw numbers. Yes, we got a raw vote count, but we don't know yet the raw numbers of, OK, well, there were 20 million votes in Atlanta. We don't know how many were black versus white versus women versus men versus eight. We don't know yet. No one knows. All people are doing is quote exit polls and they're com- in their in their co- intertwining them with the raw numbers and it's not accurate. It's just like, oh my god, man. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> so, what, what do you think the number? What do you think the numbers are closer to? Like, <laughs> you I, don't think twenty percent of black men voted for for Trump? No, I think it's probably closer <laughs> to like ten percent. And I don't know exactly. And I would also go on to further. I'd f- go on to say as well. There's always going to be a gap between. Black women voting and black men because one, there are more black men in jail. There are more black men who aren't allowed to vote. So, like the pool for us is it, it's further diluted. Like, mm-hmm. but until we have like the final count and then how that final count breaks down by race, demographics, all those things, all we're doing is arguing over nothing. Because mm-hmm. what'll happen is we're going to spend the next three months because usually we don't get those raw numbers for like months, right? So what'll end up happening is we're going to spend between now and like next april arguing about 20 percent, and then next april will come up and that 20 percent will actually be five percent and no one's going to even pay attention to the five percent because we spent six months arguing over 20 percent. <laughs> that is what's going to happen i'm telling you so and that's probably why i'm cranky <laughs> <laughs> so if it's okay so if that's the case right then that means the the 91 percent of black women that number could be off right yeah all of it it's all Yo, if they've gotten the, think about how they got the Hillary, they got the polls wrong going into Hillary's election. They got the polls wrong coming into this one. No one predicted Georgia was going to flip. Nobody. I, I think I yeah. did. I don't know, yo. Know. When, when is Georgia? 
When has Georgia ever flipped? Georgia I don't know. I don't know. Has it ever? You've been mad. They, they've never, they've always been a Republican. I think they've always nah. been a Republican state, yo. So that's nah, what I'm saying. Not, like not since ninety. I think ninety two is the last time it was flipped. <laughs> that's what I mean, man. Like one minute I it think, was it was straight red, and then all Clinton of a sudden, it, right? I think Clinton was the last to win it. Yeah. I do want to add. It looks like Brandon's in the booth. He does. <laughs> no, I had to stand up, man. I need to go. I don't know. Something happening with my knee, yo. When I sit down for too long, the joints start aching. <laughs> the old, the old. Injuries from midnight basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like. I should tell him. I should tell him. You got to you got to pick them. Got to pick them toes up, dog. Then you have them slide oh. on the court. The, the the good news is when I'm active, I don't feel it. It's when I'm sitting down for too long. <laughs> well, nonetheless, I, I do think that as black folks, we do need to be careful with these narratives that are being pushed by the media. So I'm not 100% against what this brother is saying. I don't think he's knocking black women, mm-hmm. even though people are going to take it that way. I do think he's on to something. Because there is that feel that black women have, are saving progression. Well, they saved his election and are at the forefront of the progression of black folks. And mm-hmm. it could be that could be the case. I mean, shit, they did. They did save the election. And that's and, and, and if they were, that, that's well, I mean, hypothetically speaking, let's say women were the forefront. So. Why? Yeah, like why? Why does it even matter, yo? Like, if they, if they are, if they—that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If they, if they are the forefront of progression, then that's fine. But let's not. It, we have to stop the tweets like we got from Pam Keith. You see, what I'm saying that's. I, I get that. That's the tweet. That's the stuff that keeps that that friction going. Like, okay, bam, y'all the forefront, but just keep bring us with you or keep us in mind. You know what I'm saying? Like. That that's what a, what, because it's feel the tweets like what she put out, it just feels like it's like, yeah, okay, F y'all, because you know, it she just she just I mean, she went extreme, you know, on certain things, and it's already this narrative that black men hate we hate our women. So to put what? that put that out there because 20% of black dudes voted if they saying that it if it's true, 20% of black men voted for Trump. I think that I think that just leads to a whole nother situation and a whole nother problem that plagues our community. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying from and that's what I'm taking from this brother's tweet. There is that he is touching on good points. There is that narrative that's pushed by the media. That that, that shit is there. You know what I mean? But I also agree with what we all said that this also is not the time for us to be like what about us you know what i'm saying like yo let's get behind these black women that's making these powerful moves and you know get ourselves put in these power positions as well like this is a this should be a takeover for for all for black men and black women you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that that's my thing with the t- with the tweet man speaking of black folks the ongoing topic in in our community is Ice Cube, and of course the the Platinum Plan, or what what our very own Alex calls the Wacom Plan. Um, <laughs> Ice Cube was associated with it, of course, because he took a meeting with the Trump administration. Trump administration put out a tweet thanking him for talking to him, and black folks 
took that as him siding with the devil. We've kind of shared our opinion on that before, but we had an interesting conversation that continued after we recorded last week about it. It was mainly between you and Alex. And Brandon, you you know what one of those people who weren't ready to cancel Cube yet. I think Alex even said he don't think that Cube has done anything to that extreme to get him canceled yet. But you yeah. also you know, also weren't as angry with Cube as as most black folks are. No. Since then no. though, since then though, you've you've had a chance to read the platinum plan. I, I read the platinum plan prior to then, but I I I reread the platinum plan. And it might <sighs> I, I thought it was shit when I first read it, but it it did there were a couple of bulleted points on here. I said, okay. I mean, it definitely doesn't tell you how they're gonna do anything, but um I don't know. I read over it again before uh, we recorded today. It, it it is a shit plan, but <laughs> I wasn't ready to cancel Q because I thought Q his intentions were they're in an okay position as far as I'm I'm concerned. Like I think he was uh, genuinely trying to get something back for the black community, and in the midst of that, Trump used you know tried to use him or whatever. I think he was aware of it, but I think he was just trying to he was trying to do something. You know, we we on social media, we 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 talk a lot of shit on social media. Not too many people really doing anything. But you know, so I wasn't too mad at him. He he said he pushed it out to to uh, Republicans and Democrats. The Democrats said we'll we'll meet with you after the election. Of course, Trump tried to win some votes and, and met with him right away. But so, I mean, you understand what it is. I'm not mad at the brother because of his intentions. Now. His execution, I would have never met with Trump. Yeah, I agree with that. I can understand why people are mad at him for doing that. I, I would have never met with Trump. There's nothing about Trump that says he gives two shits about anybody but money or himself, really. So, I mean, I can understand that, but I wasn't ready to cancel him. And now now the question for me is what's, what's next? And um, previously I said, you know, well, hey, Q put the platinum plan out there. Trump's out. Let's present this and see what 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 Biden and them do with it. But again, the plan is the plan is shit. It's really not a plan. It's just a memo uh, of bulleted points. But there are some things on here that hey, quite frankly, you you may want to see. But there are some things on here that are very questionable. Like th this one that sticks out to me: give black churches the ability to compete for federal resources for their community. I don't know, black churches and compete. Like I I I didn't I didn't quite I didn't quite fuck with that. And and there's other other ones in here that, that do the same thing, but I know you guys have different opinions. I'm not ready to cancel Q. Go ahead, Corn. I I guess sitting on it for a while, for a few weeks. I mean I can't you can't I, I feel like I can't cancel Q out. You know, I think he's done a lot for black people. Just along within his cinema, his music, you know, what he's brought, you know, to the world. So you can't, I don't think you can cancel him out. Now, when it comes to the particular plan politically, you know, it's like I said before, you know, it's a different beast and it's a different ball game. It's like, you know, you have to understand the, the, the political game. And, you know, hey, maybe he was trying to, he was maybe throwing something out there to to try to assist, maybe. Obviously, <laughs> 
said the the, the, the the shit was whack, and you know, uh, and, and and Alex pretty much gave it gave it the whack on plan. So it is what it is, you know. But as far as canceling, I, I don't know going. I don't know what's going far as canceling Cuba. I don't know if I can do that. He still brought NWA to the game, so well help. <laughs> and he was trying to bring five hundred billion dollars to the black community, right? Okay. So <laughs> after, I mean, after taking a diver, a deeper dive into the platinum plan, are we saying so? First, are we saying that Cube kind of he he put his name behind this, right? In a way, like he he, put his, he definitely put his face out there. He spoke oh. for it. So you know, it, it, it was done on such short notice. I mean, I, I didn't expect them to have a full-fledged uh, 7,000 page plan on how to fix black America. Like I didn't expect that, but it was more so, to me, it was more so, Hey, let's get these list of items that we can, that we can now hold them something tangible that we can hold uh, the government accountable for that, you know, we want to see in the black you know, in the community improvements. And again, I mean, some of these things like, uh, I know we, we talked about this when, when Alex and I were, were going back and forth, creating 500,000 new black owned businesses. And, and Alex made a good point on this, that, you know, we are already opening up businesses. Like, I mean, if he, if he can help us, if he can stimulate, you know, five, uh, uh, 500,000 more uh, black owned businesses that would not have been there, then that's saying something, but I mean, some of these things is just like, well, nigga, this, this is basic shit, like, or it's already being done, or how are you going to do that, or what do you mean you're going to make black churches compete? I don't like, I don't think that's what we need. So, so, so was it careless, to say the least, for Cube to kind of put his put his name or his face beside this platinum plan? Careless in the sense of what? If it, it was totally a hundred percent him, and he was willing to put it out, well, no, like, I mean, careless in the sense that he kind of like uh, he he talked about he took this meeting, which is not I don't I don't have a problem with him taking the meeting because he raised, mm-hmm. he reached out to both parties, but he took the meeting, he defended the meeting against the backlash that he received once people found out that he did meet with Trump. And then to take a to to take a, a deeper look and longer look into the platinum plan and to know that it's actually some shit and it's really just some bullet points that Trump, if he would have gotten in there or anybody else, could be like, yeah, okay, it's on paper and a bullet point, but it, that's all it is. Like it wasn't nothing. I know you said tangible, Brandon, but it wasn't nothing that was like guaranteed within that plan. No, of course not. I mean, we're talking about Donald Trump here. Of course not. But I don't know. For me, I kind of understood. I don't know. For me, like I said, his intentions, I, I felt, were were good enough for me. It's, it's just, I mean, he tried to do something. And I think people are, like, canceling him for it. it like, he went straight to Trump for it. No, he put it out to both of them. You know? So... I mean, there's some stuff in here. I mean, it doesn't say how, but okay. So seek infrastructure funding that will lead to widespread growth in annual $500 billion federal contracting opportunities. All right. What's up with that? I mean, can we bring that to Biden? I mean, shit. I'd still like to see that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to go through it. It's, 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 it's,
Okay, well, is there anything in there for reparations for black black people? Man, ain't no, ain't nothing in here for no damn reparations. Right, well, then, then uh, I don't want to hear that shit. Man. My bad, my bad. So, <laughs> my bad. So, Alex, I thought I heard you say that you aren't ready to cancel Cube yet. Is that the case still, or is he iced? I mean, look, he's iced Cube, so he's iced in that regard. I mean, <laughs> look, man. The whole cancer thing that that I don't cancel people. Look, Q met with Trump, and I'm not a fan of that, man. I'm not a fan of anybody that thinks they're going to sit down with Donald Trump and make him do something or help him do something that this man's been around for 74 years and he has never done right by black people. So there was nothing Ice Cube was going to accomplish that was going to make Trump do something positive. Trump, before 2016, had a lifetime of creating businesses. And as far as we know, None of them benefited black people. A lifetime of building housing, he wouldn't rent rent to black people. He was in trouble with the federal government, was sued by them, and he had to do settlements. He got in office four years ago, and over the four years he's been president, he hasn't done one thing to help black people. What made Ice Cube think that starting in July, he was going to come up with a plan with Donald Trump that was going to benefit black folks? That None of that made any sense. And then when you finally look at the plan, you realize that any one of us could create that on our computers. There is no substance to it. And I think Cube did himself a disservice in two ways, three ways. One, just by meeting with Donald Trump. Two, by going on TV and not being able to articulate the plan himself. And then three, getting extremely defensive when people criticized him and pointed out the flaws within the plan. He did himself a disservice. And I believe, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Cube has spoken since Biden has been elected. I don't, I don't think he has. He stopped. He he hadn't been heard from before then. <laughs> Black folks started canceling he, his ass. I think he, he tweeted something. <laughs> he tweeted something election night. Um, he tweeted something election night along the lines of like, y'all mad at me and I tried to get Black people 500 billion or something like that. You know what? I've seen him say that, and that's categorically false. Like, man, look, Friday might be my favorite movie of all time. No Vaseline might be the greatest disc record of all time. But like, and Cube is a Lakers fan, as am I. But Cube was not trying to get black people $500 billion. Like, I, I'm so sick of him tweeting that and saying that. Like, yo, ah. Uh, <sighs> Oh yeah, my so, God. so his his tweet and I quote I quote five days ago. Let me get this straight. I get the president of the United States to agree to put over half a trillion dollars of capital in the black community without an endorsement, and niggas ma- niggas are mad at me. Have a nice life. <laughs> well, if you really think Trump is gonna you know what I'm saying pump you know what I mean like five to ten billion into the black communities like. No, no, yes. he, he he said a half of trillion. Oh, half of I'm sorry, a half of trillion. If you really think Listen. Trump is going to pump a half of trillion dollars into the black community, when he when at first when like just like Alex said, he wouldn't even sell. He wouldn't even sell. He wouldn't even lease to black people in Manhattan. You know, so when he had when he had his his real estate, like really, Listen, then what's lift, the point lift, of even lift. going to even meet with him? Come on, yo, it's more to it than that. Donald, Donald, not Donald Trump wouldn't pass COVID stimulus, right? He passed that twelve hundred dollars and thought that he was doing something when our neighbors to the north were giving people twelve hundred dollars every week, right? 
when when COVID hit and he had Donald Trump had to bail out the airlines, which he really didn't have to, but he did. He gave the airlines twenty five billion dollars. Airlines, right? These are billionaires that didn't need the money. Companies that really didn't need the money. Now he gave them twenty five billion. People that people that could basically you know swing an election because of their power. If he gave airline twenty five billion, Q really thought he was going to turn around and give us regular black folks five hundred billion. Half a trillion, like none of none of none of if this want, makes if he, any sense. If he man. wanted our votes, if he wanted our votes, apparently he wanted that presidency more than I actually thought he would. He said he's gonna be back in twenty twenty four. But here's my thing: like, what's what's next? Okay, are we gonna scrap this platinum plan and everything in it, or are you know, are black people are we gonna come up with a new platinum plan, or are we just not gonna give a shit and just go back to whatever it was? Before everybody started talking shit, like that's 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 my question. What what do we? Because there there are. I mean, it is a shit plan. I keep saying that, but <laughs> as I read here, I mean, like it talks about here in, in helping people build their build their credit. I think that is something that could tremendously <laughs> help the and black community. You you want to help people build their credit? Wipe out student loan debt. Chop a chunk of that shit off. Mm, bingo. That's how you do it. Don't 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 say you're gonna do financial literacy or budgeting. No 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 no. Chop off a chunk of this shit. Yeah. Part, and, then on, and, of, and then on and then on top of that, you know what I'm saying. Make sure that uh, uh, all black people go to school go to school for free. Right? If, you, if, you if you don't if you don't incorporate financial literacy, then chopping it off really ain't gonna do shit. Listen, as somebody that's been in this industry for 17 years, financial literacy is grossly overrated. Does it need to be taught? Yes. But what it ends up doing is it makes it seem like it's going to fix all these different things. Right. That's, that's, it's just, it's such a, I, like, part of, I strongly disagree with that statement. Financial literacy does you no good when, when, if you've got the same credit score as, as your, as another, as a white borrower and a bank is giving you a higher interest rate, you've yeah. got to fix right. the issues that are within the system. That and alone, and and if you go, yeah. if you want to go deeper than that, or take a little, I mean, it's simple. It's a simple look into it, but yo, know, you can fix everybody's credit as much as you want, or give them, teach them all the things they need to know to fix the credit. A lot of black folks' credit is down or in the shitter now because they don't have the means to pay. They behind on things like student loans and bills and shit and shit like that, so they have to make choices. Okay, you know what? I gotta pay. I, I gotta pay this mortgage, so I ain't paying my student loan. And then, as soon as you don't pay your student loan, they knock you fifteen points. Or so stop, stop, I, stop. I, 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 I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. But what's the what's the common thing in all in all poverty stricken areas? In all poverty poverty stricken urban areas, rural areas. What's what's the one common denominator of most people who live in those areas? Low credit scores. Yeah. Look, low you, credit I, scores is almost synonymous with poverty. So it's a start. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that is the you fix everybody's credit and all the problems are fixed. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that is something that is on on the platinum plan bulleted mm -hmm. in, in the most general sense <laughs> imaginable. <laughs> but it is something that, you know, it's not something that I, I feel. It, and, we, and when we talk about financial financial literacy being vastly overrated, I I strongly disagree with it. I, it, it it's not just a matter of uh, 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 knowing how to how to how to manage your credit, but it's also knowing how to invest in assets and not liabilities. 
uh, uh, financial literacy could be could be uh, explained down to the simple, hey, I know better to take this money and invest maybe in this multi-unit property that's going to be uh, that's going to bring me net income than to buy this car and put fucking rims on it. You're right. Because, and live in an apartment. You're, you're just, right. just to that simple yeah, but thing, see, financial but even, literacy even, helps people. You're right. But like Alex said before, if the same- If you don't apply it, then yeah, that's anything. You, but there's a whole, lot, even, of black, yeah, there's a whole be, lot of black folks that are poor, not because they put rims on a car. They're right. poor because of systematic issues. And so right, financial right. literacy needs- Financial literacy is, is, is a big piece. Let me, let me make sure I'm clear about that. Mm -hmm. Financial literacy is a big piece. What financial literacy does, though, is it puts the onus on the people who are already being taken advantage of to fix their their condition. Right. And you can only fix your condition when the system is also being overhauled. Right. And so a big piece of that is like everyone talks about student loan debt. Stop using the banks as a middleman for student loans and the federal government should lend the money directly. That like that's an easy fucking that's an easy fix. It's an easy I, fix. I don't, but when you I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And th and this and this is what I was talking about in earlier episodes as well. Like black people, we we we'll sit up here and we'll discuss all the different. Like, no, this is the way. No, this is the way. And and it's like in actuality, it's a combination of all of those things. Yeah. Why can't they help us fix our fix? You know, get rid of uh, of the student loan debt, the predatory student loan debt. Teach people, you know, assets versus liabilities, and then. Help them, give them counseling services to help them go off on their own and fix their credit scores. But some people, some people believe that they can't get shit off of their credit score, so they will sit with a 400, 500 credit score and not. And, and, look, if, if you give them financial literacy, the, the means on how, uh, 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 the knowledge on how to use the funds, and then make the funds available to them, they can take. They can take advantage. They have a better chance of taking advantage of it and leveraging that. To, to, to build more wealth. <laughs> they'll, they'll know how to use the shit yeah. and not just max out their hold cards on some I, fresh gear. Hold on, Mike. Hold on. Let, 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 let me respond. Hold on. <laughs> All, uh, I, am of, I am of the belief that white Americans don't know anything more about finance than black Americans. The gap between white Americans' wealth and ours comes from that 400-year gap, the 400-year head start that they got. From mm -hmm. their great, 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 great grandfather getting to own land and mm -hmm. our great, 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 our great, 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 great grandfather having to work that land and their great, great, great grandfather getting to pass it down to then his kid, to his kid. That's where the jump comes from, not because they're smarter or they know anything. They've been allowed to accumulate assets over 10 generations and we haven't. So we're not going to be able to catch up with that with no amount of learning the stock market when the stock market but no but even even when that when that when that said like yo it's it's also it's the main part of it is the system the system has to be revamped you know because if you Hell have yeah. generations and generations and generations of people being oppressed yo, just for the simple fact of because they're black yo, or because of a particular mm -hmm. color and you've seen it not only when it comes to the financial system but when it comes to the, the criminal system when it comes to these particular laws that have been passed from all type of generation, Joe. I mean, literally passed down, hand down. Yo, it it, it by far is a systematic problem, and yeah. that is that is great. I mean, yo, the, the financial literacy definitely needs to be taught, and it definitely needs to be spoken up, and it definitely needs to be put out there for people to understand, for people to know. But that's just the small ice. That's just a small piece of the cake. The the, the big pie of it is a systematic issue, and when and you, you look at it, from, wages. 
and yeah, from all that, man, when you look at from it from a systematic point, yo, the the the, the financial aspect of it is really small when it comes to a systematic aspect of it. Yo, it it, it needs to be revamped. We're talking about the same issue <laughs> from different angles. I promise right, you. You're right. So let me let me say yeah, this. Right. Let me say this before you before you continue. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take I wouldn't take that off the platinum plan, right? Like to to your point, that can stay on the platinum plan, but it needs to come with some some under or overliers. So, to okay, help, so, to help so yeah. yeah, to the final. So, so okay. So my question to that, right? So one of the things I just have a question. So, so when you think about gentrification, you think about redlining. Is that a financial aspect of literacy that needs to be known, or is that a systematic problem? Well, I think if niggas don't know what the fuck is going on, they can't recognize it and they won't know. I mean, it's but if they but if they are aware and they have the knowledge, they can either prevent it or they can buy out the neighborhood and not sell the property. So it don't matter if you redline it or not. I own it but, and I ain't selling but, it. Yet. Yeah, but who creates the whole position of the redlining? That's what I'm saying. Who but governs the laws? Well, that's well, the well, that yeah yeah. Which uh, again again we so, are talking so, about so the right, same issue. There's not, not one single solution. It's Generations, generations of, of 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 property and assets being passed passed down, passed down. Neighborhoods being being redlined, keep the blacks out, whatever, what have you. We are all uh, gathered into one area. That's why it called the projects. Okay, that's how all that shit started. I understand that. Yes. Okay, the, I understand the, that. The problem. But, but, the, the problem with. But, go ahead. Go ahead. Go on. But what I'm just saying is that okay, so you understand that we all get that. But what we're saying is that what I'm saying is that when it comes to that particular hierarchy of how it's been broken and how it's been created and the people, the roots of it, that shit has to be broken up and it has to be eradicated. You know? Yeah. Quan, nobody's disagreeing with you, brother. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that when it comes to the, the, and the financial aspect and learning it and the literacy of it, it it's great. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think that'll propel people you know, to a whole nother aspect of, of being able to Listen. live their own lives or whatever. But when it comes to that particular systematic issue of it, you know, it, it, it has been broken up for uh, generations of it. That that has been what has been done. Like, you know, it, it, ha it has to be revenge. Yo. It, and and just, it just just understand the 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 the, the, the information and the, and the financial literacy of, of how to propel it. Mm -hmm. It's going to take more than that. I, I'll say this. I'll say this, and then I'll end my piece on this. Financial literacy should not be a big deal. It should be very common amongst. Uh, uh, it should be, you know, well, especially with all the information out now. Uh, there, there's there really is no excuse for anybody not to know. But you know, so it shouldn't be a big thing. But it it has been because of of that same separation of, of four that four hundred year gap that 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 played a part into it as well. So I yo, four, we agree. Yo, we agree. Years, yo. Yo, that, I'm sorry, yo. I'm sorry, yo. Every time I hear that shit, yo, it just when you, yo, I was, I'm, I literally was thinking about that the other day, yo, yo, <laughs> four hundred years, like, come on, man, are you serious? Go ahead, Al. No, there was a family up in uh, somewhere northeast, <clears throat> and they were trying to sell their home, and the the appraiser underappraised their home. Yeah. Like by fifty thousand or hundred thousand dollars as a black family, yeah, and they had disagreed with the appraisal, so she went and got it reappraised, but took all the black pictures out, and the appraisal came in at market value, right? Yeah. Now, I say that to say two things: one, appraisals can run anywhere from like five hundred to three thousand dollars on a home. So, as a black person, 
if she didn't have the disposable income to get a second appraisal, she would have had to go with what that first one came in at. Right. So like for many black folks, sometimes you you're at a position where you got to take whatever they tell you. And that's unfortunate. And I don't believe that that I don't believe that the other races know more than we do. Like, I don't believe that poor white folks in Alabama know anything more than poor black people in in Southeast D.C. Like they don't. They just happen to have assets that were given to them on the backs of our ancestors. And so, like, I think that financial literacy matters. Knowing what to do with money matters when you have money, specifically when black people save at 10 times the rate of their of our white counterparts. Like we just can't catch up because the system, no matter how much we do know, the system is built to always keep us in second class position, except for a few blacks. And I'll add this to that. I, I think <laughs> missing missing the the teaching of financial literacy, I think it would have done us our community much, much better, starting with our grandparents, 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 right? Because Back then, that's when our people or our ancestors, like like Alex said, were left these pieces of land and didn't know what to do with it, and didn't know how to sell it, didn't know how to get market value or whatever the case may be, had to take it from them, whatever the case may be. And because of the lack of those, the lack of that knowledge that you speak of, Brandon, I think that was part of the start of where it hurt us as a community because, like, going back to what Alex said, you know, our white brothers are left with assets that we aren't. And it started back then. Those assets that was left to those to white folks go starts back from their grandparents, grandparents, grandparents. And somewhere down the line, and well, we know why, but that's where we lost that edge because it was taken from us and we didn't know. And we didn't we didn't have those things afforded to us. But it is I just pulled on. Let me just pull on two real life experiences, Mike. And I want to with, with you specifically, you want, we've all started working around the same times. We're all like the same age. Mike, how much of a difference did it make with your parents leaving you a home? Right. Yeah. It, right. I mean, like that, that's a, and my mom leaving me and my siblings, our assets, like yeah, yeah. no matter, like we've, we've worked right. But like, that's a huge, that changes. That's a game changer. It's a conversation that I had with my dad it, before he passed. And he said that very thing, like, you know, not to go too far into my business, but, it, you know, it was in the process. Oh, my of, bad, bro. I didn't mean to put you. No, 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 no. It's cool. Not to, you know, I, in the process of buying, my dad suggested that I buy, purchase their home off of them because, you know, black folks, like we just said, aren't left these things. Like there's certain things that our, our white homeboys and girls were left like they they can go to college and not worry about paying student loan and then graduate college and know they coming home to a house that's that's paid for <laughs> or they have somewhere to live and he said black folks we we don't do that for each other so he's like man listen i sell you this house you know at of course nowhere near what it's worth but then I didn't become your tenant and then we pay you rent. And then that's how, that's how you keep things in, 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 in black households and black families. So, but it was huge. It was a huge, a huge help. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'll, I'll share something with you guys off the record when we're done. But like, I literally said to Shanae 
yesterday. Thank God for what my mom left us. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, that no matter how 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 much I know about money and how much I save, like that, it it changed it changes everything. Mm-hmm. That's the that to me that is the difference. That is the central difference. Having people leave you assets that matter. Everything else, and mm. it it was mm. it was it was it was both your moms and dad. Uh, uh, it's both your parents' financial literacy that told them I need to leave right. these assets to my, to my children. Right. It all works together. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't yeah, just it all, works, anything yeah. else it all works together. That's all I'm saying. No, for, I mean, <laughs> for sure. Like I said, because, 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 okay. Let's say, for instance, Mike, you you didn't like so many other people. You see it in in, in the city. People selling their homes for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, for for whatever for whatever reason, you know, uh, uh, folks not taking care of their, uh, of their own neighborhoods for 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 whatever reason. If you if you own something, okay. <laughs> And you in the neighbor? I mean, you got to get you, you got. I don't know. There are some blocks out here where folks will work to click to, to keep their. I, I see. I, hey, I, one brother on this block here. He come out with his broom. There's trash out there that blow down the street. He'll sweep it up. He'll sweep up like damn near this whole block. You know what I'm saying? It's, there's some people that get it. And but you know, it, without without that 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 know it all shit, it just all yeah. goes to waste. You end yeah. up giving it up. It's important. And that's how neighborhoods get gentrified. <laughs> it's it's important. I just think that, you know, we aren't afforded the same, you know, the, the whole buy of the we block. Thing. You know, like Alice said, you go, you walk into the bank with the same credit score as somebody else or somebody that doesn't look like you. It, 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 we should be equal. Right. Hey, bro. But, and I've, and I've, I've worked not, for banks when they've been sa- when they've been sanctioned for not lending correctly to minorities, <laughs> like yeah. straight up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So it, so it, it is, it is. I, I mean, like you said, it's a hodgepodge of, of all of those things. We do need the financial literacy, but we do need some of these systematic things that are in place to hold us down. Stepped on, broken, thrown the fuck away. You know what I mean? And I do think to speak on, uh, like the example Alex said, with things that were left um, by parents and 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 you know, and others, you know, you need, black people need large chunk things removed off of them. And that's why, like, removing a student loan or something like that would be huge. Would be huge for a lot of black people. Hell you know? yeah. But I wouldn't take it off the platinum plan, I, I, but it would. I, I would have some things to add along with it, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't put Trump oh. in charge of the financial literacy. Not with three bankruptcies. Nah. That's a damn good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. Well, I mean, I I think that we touched on a lot with black folks and and what's what's next to come or what we'd like to see next to come. I mean, I do I will say this. I hope the cubes and and everybody else that's interested in, in progressing black folks, you know, I hope those talks start now. You know, and I hope that Biden and Harris are living up to their promise, and I hope they've reached out to him and others. But that type of these type of things need to need to happen now, and not two two months before the election. You know, we gotta we gotta get on these things now. 
and push it and push it and push it. And if you get something out of this, cool, but it's already in place for whoever the next person is coming. Like, yo, this is what we expect if you want our votes. And I think that black folks, men and women, showed our big time in this election and showed how valuable mm-hmm. our vote is. So we don't get anything in these four years. We know going into the next one in 2024 that, yo, you're going to have to pay for this. You had to pay for this vote. So that's why the process needs to start now. So I'll hold you accountable word. for that, Joe. I'll hold you accountable word. for that. Straight yeah. up. So I just want I mean, to show I, you. I, Can't do nothing without the black vote. Always better on black. <laughs> so I think we had a good good conversation about politics and what we need to happen next. Fellas, anything in closing before we go? Quan. Nothing else I have to say. Uh great show. And uh y'all tune in next time. Anything in closing, Brandon? Black people stop arguing. Let's 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 build. <laughs> well said. Alex, what's next anything in closing pay attention to your local elections and 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 vote also well said mike anything in closing sure i want to shout out crossover media who's powering this show we appreciate all the love man for our one year anniversary check out the re-releases um, our fan and, and, and listener favorite re-releases is what we have been doing for the month of November. So check out those. Other than that, man, we love y'all. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.